G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. There's no air balls here. Just giving you the fast break on all things basketball. This is Hoop Heads with AC Frank, Justin Nelson and Ricardo Ball on SCNZ. by the Nuggets. The celebrations are about to start. Ball in play. Iuli with the shot. There it is! There it is! Look at the Otago Nuggets! They storm onto the floor. They are your 2022 Sells NBL champions. And for the first time in the history of the Otago Nuggets, they won the 2020 showdown. We know that. But this is their first full-blown, full-season NBL championship. Congratulations to the Otago Nuggets. They're singing. They're dancing. They're singing. They're dancing. Indeed, the SENZ Otago Nuggets, to give them their full name, are the Sales NBL champions for 2022. Justin, we just heard you there. Uh, calling that, and you know the the coverage, I believe, uh, of the uh, of the of the final series was, you know, a step a step up again from what we saw during the season. Uh, well done, great oh, call, I, I great can't, call. Can't stand listening to that guy. I mean, it was the second best call of the night. <laughs> Casey and I are sitting here going, oh, you know what, sometimes there's nothing worse than actually listening to yourself back. Uh, yeah, we, we, Casey and I are both sitting here thinking the same thing. Man, I've got to put up with that guy all the time. <laughs> all the whole season. Not true but, at all, Justin. Oh, no, it was you good. Know. It was a lot of fun. It, mm. Look, it was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, Casey and I, Casey obviously did, did, uh, did all the television and I had all the radio and... Um, you know, two, two two different ways of explaining and calling it, but it's still the same thing. Like, wh- what a week it was, man! It was amazing, wasn't it, Case? Oh, it was great to see. You know, most teams put their best foot forward at the yeah. most important time of the year, and there were some epic battles out there. Uh, obviously, the Otago Nuggets just played fantastically. Yeah. And, you know, I got in a bit of grief for not picking the team that uh, needed overtime to beat the Franklin Bulls in their last home game, minus uh, Giddy Potts and Corey Webster. But yeah. that that team that we saw in the finals was, uh, I don't think, indicative of the team we saw all season long, but showed how good they can be when they were healthy and, did and playing defensively. together. did it defensively. 100%. Yeah. And I've, I've got to tell you, I, I ran into a couple of people at um, uh, going through the airport from TAB, and they've all been paid a bonus this week. It's called the Casey Frank bonus. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Was it, it, is it to do with free throws? <laughs> no, no. It's, <laughs> that's that's a, it. We're going to have a contest. <laughs> season's over now. Me and you. you okay. Keep yapping. You keep yapping. Oh, you got it. All right. I got it. It's I'll apparently it. a real thing straight off the back of the final six. It's it's called the Casey Frank TAB bonus bet. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, I was uh, definitely helpful. <laughs> to everybody at the TAB this week. Yeah, yeah, I think sure. uh, I got every single...
single wrong. game wrong. wrong. Well <laughs> Every done. single one incorrect. It, it, it takes skill. It does. It's that, a, It's actually yeah. harder to get them all wrong than it is to get them all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I'm with yeah. you. What I love is is the the fact that you know all the theories around the final six were just blowing out of the window. So everyone said top two. Cruisy, sit back, you know, ain't got to win two games. The other team's got to win three in four days. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, the theories around the Airs and the Saints, everyone just thought, you know what, let's look at it and hopefully they don't play each other in the semifinals and they're the best two teams. Well, they not No, <laughs> you know, they're going to get through and all of that stuff just got thrown out of the window. It just all started again and that's what made it so magic. You, I was going to say, do you think, you know, on, we, we talked about it last week, but do you think, actually, I know they didn't have the home dressing room, but do you think not having to travel did help the Tuatara? Um, Yeah, look, a, a little bit. I think Chris Johnson coming back in helped the Tuatara, took the load off off Rob Lowe. It took something special. I mean, Rob Lowe in that in that semifinal, I mean, man, that was just... I, I've, I've never, ever seen a game finish like that. And to actually be there and not only witness it, but to call it and try and try and make sense of what was going on, not just for me, but for other people, that that was just wild. No, no doubt that hosting uh, enabled them to play at a higher level. Uh, yeah, you're always, so. you're always better at home, especially yeah. in that game where they need a little push from the crowd to try and get things back. If that's on the road, if that's in Taranaki, a very different story. If there's 3,000 people sitting there or 2,000 people sitting there yelling at you that they don't want to win. Yeah. Uh, and ha- having been uh, back in the day with Wellington Saints, we hosted, even though we finished at second or third off the top. So we hosted and beat the team that finished top. It's be- it's easier at your home court. It really is. It's you got your own routines. You got all that, and they took advantage. Yeah, was that just enough to get over the Saints? Because they had to beat the Saints first, right? Um, I don't think the crowd was big enough for it to be a factor. And we'll talk about crowds in a minute when we get into you know good, bad, and the ugly a little bit later on in the show tonight. But you know, I I, I think what. That that game against the Saints, and I said it last week, and you know I think we've been talking about it a little bit. It's really hard to stay up. I mean, the Saints, what was it, seven of eight, something like that, to to get into the final six. That tightrope's going to snap at, at at some stage, and that's exactly what happened. Mm. Yeah, it did. It did. I mean, I mean, Xavier Cook still still went well, but he it felt like he was. I don't want to say he's the only player that turned up, but he was the only player that it was really going for. He needed a few more to go with he, him. He was carrying a heck of a load. Yep, uh, yep. I mean, he, he heard him after the game. You heard him at halftime. We just got to play harder, harder. And when, when a guy's saying we got to play harder, he's normally not talking about himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you say we, we got to play harder, if you, you are talking about yourself, you're talking about as an example to your teammates. And they did. They got outworked. Uh, they thought they were going to be able to sneak it through. But yeah. Johnson, Lowe, Schneider, I, th- I don't think he got uh, enough credit uh, for what he meant to that team, especially defensively. Yeah. Uh, and, and the team without Dante Russo-Nance and that's, uh, that a quarterfinal was able to pull it yeah, off. Yeah, really good. I'll tell you what people won't be privy to, and that is some behind-the-scenes stuff that happens in and around these games. And, and I'm happy to share this because I think it needs to be shared. After the Saints lost that game... Um, uh, Sky needed a, a Saints player to, to front up and 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 talk to the media. I mean, live on air, talk to talk to Casey, and uh, the Saints had left the court, gone, and um, and they were approached to send somebody back out, and and the initial response was, "Hey, our season's over." You know, no. Xavier Cook stood up and said, "Absolutely yes, I'm I'm heading out there and I'm going to chat." And his interview, I've got to tell you, after that game, um, wow. 
All, all credit to the guy. Uh, what he front? Oh, you were there, you were there, Kate. I don't need to say anything else. You were there with him. Well, he's just a dude, man. He he come out. It, his heart was on his sleeve. He was obviously disappointed, but sometimes that's the way it bounces, and he understood that. He he put his best foot forward, gave all he could, and, and was disappointed afterwards, but but not so uh, beside himself that he didn't Stepped wasn't up. able to take the time yeah. and, and speak. And you know uh, the the real pros, the the guys who understand uh, the the entire thing and how everything is, is sort of synchronized. That's part of the gig. Class. Win, win, lose, or draw. You got to go up there. You got to front up. You yep. say, put your hand up when you win. You get the you get the flowers. Well, you put your hand up when you lose. You get a couple of booze. Yeah. Were, you, were you surprised then that the organization said no? Because they're an organization that's pretty oh. storied. I mean, I know it hurts when you lose, but it's also part of the gig. Uh, I've been a saint. We're pretty sore losers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I was going to play really you know, smooth. Hey, look, wait, wait, it, they want to win. Yeah. They're, they're there to win. That's mm. the whole goal the entire time mm. at, at every point in the thing. You know and in the last decade or so, or the last just over a decade plus since I first got back yeah. there in uh, 2000, uh, I think 10 or 11, and they win. If they don't win, they're sour about yeah. it. And you know, uh, I reckon there's, there's the old saying: "You show me, show me a good loser, I'll show you a loser." Yeah, you know? yeah. So, so this is the way the Saints feel. I tell you what, as an organization, though, they would have been pretty proud of how our Xavier represented mm-hmm. them in that interview. Uh, I've no been doubt. in touch with Jordan afterwards yep. uh, a little bit, and. He's certainly disappointed. Uh, you know, he, he's not the guy who goes out and fronts yep. the media afterwards. Yep. But he's there to protect his players. If they didn't want to go, he was yep. going to protect them. But he's yep. certainly happy with what happened with Xavier Coates. Yeah, love what he did. They have nothing but great things to say yep. about that man. Um, here's, here's the final six recap, just in case you're not aware. Um, the playing games, Nuggets defeated the Hawks 91-80. to 80. The other play-in game, Tuatara 92 defeated the Saints 87. That's the game we're talking about. Semi-finals, Tuatara 107 defeated the Airs 104 in overtime. Have we talked enough about that? Unbelievable finish. <laughs> Unbelievable. I don't think so. No. In the other semi-final, Nuggets 89 defeated the Giants 74. Giants were disappointing. Quite case. flat, eh? Uh, I think the Nuggets plan was fantastic. Uh, you know, you know, out before the game, I'm looking at the team. I was co- talking to Coach Brent Matahare. And I just said to him, I was like, well, how's Nelson going to score with you? Yeah. I just don't see it. Like, like, the big three, they could get 20 apiece, and they each did. You know, Thompson, West, and Morning were fantastic. They were, they were really good. Well, yeah. West, I think, came back at the end to make it a decent game. They were all over 20 points, but they got 10 combined from the yeah. rest of their team. Yeah. And you just you, you, you knew that the Otago was going to have yeah. over 80. If you couldn't get score 80, you just weren't going to win. And they just they just didn't have the horses. And Todd Withers arrived in Auckland with a chip on his shoulder. Man. Yeah. And f- fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> fair yeah. enough to well, those agree. coaches who left him yep. off the ballot. Agree. Totally but, agree. But everybody, I've spoken to a lot of people. A lot of people have reached out to me and said, oh, Nugget showed you. You know what they showed me? That when they're healthy, they were a different team yep. than we saw all season. Yep. That, that was not the same team we yep. saw. Auckland, without Chris Johnson, beat them by 30 yep. in Otago yep. a month ago. They looked like no one. They, they, they against Franklin. They needed overtime to slip by yeah. a, a Franklin Bulls team, and, and if they would have lost that game, they would have been the the last seed, and they probably wouldn't have had this uh, miracle run that they got. Yeah, yeah. They would have faced the Saints in the first round. And we did talk about it. I, I just thought the tandem of McCulloch and Boyd was better than the tandem mm-hmm. of McCulloch with McCall. I, I just thought it was a harder duo to stop. You know, backcourt combination. And I think that once they started playing some basketball together. Because of course Nico was away with the with, with international duties. Once they actually put some games together uh, on end, uh, that they were pretty formidable. And what they needed was Boyd, because yeah. Tosh yeah. McCall he's a solid player, yeah. but he's not a scorer. Yeah. That, like he can occasionally blow up, but that's not what he wants to do. Yeah. And Boyd, it was it his scoring ability 
opened things up. One, you made up for Withers, who's not a scorer. Yep. But two, it opened things up for Williams and Nico McCulloch. Yeah. And they had a little bit more space in the perimeter because of his skill offensively. Yep. I don't know, with Taj McCall, maybe, maybe not, yeah, but yeah. Boyd was the right man for the job. Nuggets 81 defeated Tuatara in the final uh, 73. Can I just put it out there? Yes. If anyone had been listening to me whatsoever at any stage in the last couple of weeks and I had this chat with Casey and he's going to slap me down and just tell me to go away and stop patting myself on the back. <laughs> but I kept saying, there's a guy for Otago who just continues to fly under the radar. They do not talk about this guy enough. It's Trey Boyd, it's Todd Withers, it's Sam Timmons. There's a guy by the name of Keith Williams. Go away and have a look at what this guy has done this season because he is flying completely under the radar. Had 34 points in the final. Yeah, He's very good. An unbelievable 34 at that. His consistency all season long, I think, was probably one of the things that had him undervalued yep. because he was just solid. Just solid. He was rarely – he wasn't that spectacular. Yep, that just was solid. the most spectacular he had been. Yep. and. When they needed him most, he was there. Yeah, well, and this does bring back a little bit of a conversation, too, that we had last week. And I know it's something, Justin, that I've seen on social media you've been asked as well. Are the player of the season all those awards done too early? Because I, I think after you get the, 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 the final series out of the way, you got it's hard to argue. Oh, I just Monte got a call. Eddie. Those are regular season awards. <laughs> no, okay, Those are regular Thank season you. awards. Thank you. You just answered the question. You know what? You know what they got for winning the final? Mm. The trophy. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's right. what they get. Yeah. You regular know what Keith season. Williams got? He got the MVP of the yep. final series. Yep. That's what that is. And what was earlier was something else. If yep. we want a whole postseason award, we can do that. But that's a different thing. Yep. Tick 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 tick. All right. There. I have been told. I have been told. I think we have time though for this. It is insane. Have a look at this. You can try and sell it, but Justin Nelson's not buying it. Got a nice little grin on his face sitting next to me. Rightio, this is the crap I'm not buying this week, and it's time that basketball grows up. It's time that fans of basketball grow up. It's time that people around New Zealand start to value this sport and value what the NBL is doing, and Tohi for that matter. Last week, way too many people, way too many Messaged me, called me, texted me, and wanted free tickets to the final six. You know what? I've had enough of that crap. You cannot pay players and staff and people to put this event on with fresh air. You need money to pay for this stuff, people. Stop ringing. Stop texting. Stop asking for free tickets. Enough. Start paying your way and putting some damn money back into the game so we can actually pay people. I'm not buying that crap anymore. No, no, indeed. Keep playing that song. That's what I, that's what I want to hear. Uh, 19 past nine here on Hoopheads on SENZ. Uh, Ricardo Paul, Justin Nelson, Casey Frank uh, with you. Sorry, you were going to say? Uh, that was playing on repeat on Saturday night at a certain person's 50th birthday party. Yeah, it might have been. It definitely, it definitely got one, one or two spins. I'll tell you, tell you that much for free. I, I know we've got good, uh, the good, the bad and the ugly coming yeah. up. We've got a whole segment dedicated to the good, the bad and the ugly. But can I just start it off Yes. by saying... How ugly were you come <laughs> early Sunday morning after your 50th? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't think I'm ever particularly pretty. Was it a big, um, no- was it a big, was it a big night? It was pretty well, big Well, take night. us inside. Well, so what, 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 where is it? The power station. You know the power station. Right. Well, you yeah. wouldn't tell us last week. Yeah, you kept yeah, it hush-hush because yeah, yeah, you, you didn't Smart. want us turning up. But yeah. anyway. Yeah, Good yeah, choice. Well, that's right. Uh, so yeah, at the power station upstairs, private bar up there. Um, so we got in there for about six. Uh, doors open at about seven. I think we rolled out of there about two. <laughs> 
<laughs> good uh, effort. So yeah, no, it was a, it was a good effort. It was a good effort. So, oh, good on uh, you. No, it was a, it was a good night. I was a bit dusty Sunday. To yeah. be fair, you, you told us just absolute close family. I mean, we wanted to go, and you mm. said, "Listen, sorry guys, it's only for close, <laughs> close family." Yeah. How many people turned up? Oh, probably about one hundred and twenty. Yeah, right. <laughs> there we go. Solid for a there solid. we go. Good stuff. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, but anyway, so, yeah, that's the ugly covered off. Uh, oh, no, we've got some other ugly here. We've got a some... whole segment of good, bad, and ugly. All right, where do you want to start? Do you want to start um, with good? Should we start with oh, good, case? I'll start with the good. Yeah, okay. Or should we finish with the good this No, this start. Uh, actually, we're on the ugly. Let's start <laughs> with the ugly. I like that. I like that. I, I, I'm a little bit fearful of doing this because I, I there's some really good people down there, but the Sharks were ugly this season. Mm. What happened to the Sharkies case? Uh, I mean, a, a bit of a confluence of circumstances. They, they did deal with a lot of illness. The the coach wasn't there for a while. Mm-hmm. When you don't have Bevo, but it, it just seemed like a mix of personalities that were oil right. and water. Yeah. Just, uh, and, and when you look at the way that team was set up, I think uh, when you your initial thought was that Mojave King was going to be able to come in and play the point guard. Who, he's a guy who just is a great scorer but doesn't understand how to mm-hmm. play the game that way. And with a young team, it all started snowballing for them. And uh, I, I think it was, a, it was a big case of a lot of guys understanding how they could make themselves better, but not understanding how they can make the team better. Yeah, that's yeah. a good call. And effectively, they had a rookie coach for half the, half the season, right? Yeah. Or more. Well, well I mean, they had uh, they also had a player coaching at yeah. one stage as well. <laughs> exactly, so yes. They weren't the only team. We had two teams this season that had a player coaching the team. And that's never easy. I mean, you know, you, do you give... I mean, we gave we gave all the teams scores last week out of you know or, or, or um, what do you call it? Marks, yes, I thought this might come up. Eight of five. Oh, this might come up. No, I wasn't going to go there, but I mean, like the Sharks, they did have mitigating circumstances yeah. that you normally wouldn't come across. Yeah, I think all teams had some hurdles. I think yeah. to Casey's point, they they just didn't put a cohesive roster together. I think that's more. Where the ugliness comes from, so a lot of speed in the guards, a lot of slowness in the forwards, a bunch of guys who kind of played different kinds of styles. A young team in some areas, a veteran team in others. It was a, just was not the right mix. And but you, and you, I mean, you look at the Nuggets, right? You, mm-hmm. you, you speak to the Kiwi players from the Nuggets, and they just speak glowingly about the three imports. Great dudes, great guys, bought in, part of the community, part of the fabric of the club. You know, we, uh, friends for life. I don't know you'd get the same conversation out of the Sharkies this year, unfortunately. But you look at the teams that succeeded in the postseason, and, I, I mean, look at Taranaki would tell, tell yep. the same story. Yeah, yep. The Saints were telling the same story. Yep. Makes a big Nelson's difference. definitely telling the same yep. story. I mean, these were teams, that you, Auckland, you know, that Chris Johnson, the, yep. the love they have for each other. These are the teams that were the upstanding at the end. And, you know, uh, that chemistry doesn't always matter, yeah. but it kind of always it does. does. Yeah. <laughs> Any other ugly? It's well, got to be some more. Well, I was going to say, the. Uh, I think if you're going to talk ugly for the Sharks, you have to talk ugly for the Saints a little bit, don't you? Oh, I was waiting for this to come up. You know, I mean, this is a team like the Sharks who have dominated the finals for the last mm-hmm. 10 years in the, in the NBL, and they really didn't show up until a third of the way through the season. And I think they just expected to be able to coast it. And I, I, I just think... From an administration point of view, they got it wrong. Well, they went in eyes wide open. I mean, players coming in late, all that sort of stuff. And I mean, unfortunately, you know, Coach Guy Malloy was a was a victim of circumstance more than anything else, um, which 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 is a little bit unfair. But at the same time, they did go on a streak. They did give themselves every chance. I'd be more disappointed in uh, in losing that playing game because they came in in the best form of any team in the competition. I mean, you look at their 
their offensive ratings coming into that game off the charts. Just fantastic yeah. offensively and defensively, they're really solid too. Yeah. But you know, that's that's why we love the single yes. elimination final because yes. anything can happen. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's why last week I gave them a C. Yeah. And, then, and then got called on it. Yeah. <laughs> Not by... Oh, did we call you? No, no, no. no, no. So was it a C? Was it a C? Yeah, I, I, I thought I was lower than that. <laughs> no, I, I definitely think gave I was a C. You're <laughs> really creeping up at this <laughs> point, man. I don't know. I, 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 got, I got an ugly, though. I got an ugly. You got an ugly? Okay. The Taranaki Airs semifinal loss. Oh, what is going on? Uh, also ugly on that was one of the commentators said it was all over with about nine seconds left. Oh, wait, that was me. So, uh, <laughs> ugly to that commentator as well. Bad job. Uh, the commentator's curse was put on possibly the worst ever. But, man, you could play that game a thousand times. Yeah. And 999, yep. they would win. So nine yeah. points up, 45-ish seconds to play. Five points up, nine seconds to play. In fact, five points up and two free throws at the line with nine seconds to play. An 87% free throw shooter. Missed and, and both. And had just been there and hit both. Missed crazy. both. Uh, I, I mean, for me, it was the decision-making around that. You know, they had a timeout they could have gone to, you know, trying to pass through three sets of hands surrounding. I mean, it just it just went south. Yeah, it's that top two, uh, that top, you know, two inches, isn't it? That's kind yep. of where, where it got to the... 40 seconds, just 40 seconds of miscues, and yep. it all could have been different. You know, Alas. passes from one end of the court to the other. Well, that's, that's the one that when I really think. Yeah. Like, when you're still going for the full court kill shot with a minute left, up nine. But it, in the game, I said it at the time, uh, it's in their DNA. This is who you are. You can't change your stripes if you're a Tiger. That's what, that's what it is. That's yeah. what got them there. That's what sent them home. And you never want to use the word choke in sport. You just don't want to do it. Um, certainly, I think we all steered clear of that from a commentary perspective, but you relive that game over and over again. The question is, how on earth did we lose that? So Painful. if you don't use that word, can you call them the Mama Cass of the NBL? Is that all right? Ooh. Is that no? Man. You eat your sandwich. I'll eat <laughs> you go sandwich. eat your sandwich over there. <laughs> what about bad? What do we got for bad? Well, some of the ugly and some of the bad, I think, kind of overlapped a little bit yep. there, right? Yeah. I got a little bad. You know, okay. we, we've spoken about it a bit. But, you know, for me, bad is having the finals in one location. Yep. I want home fans to have a chance to cheer their team on to victory. Yep. That's what the work is for, to get let yep. your fans come and experience it as well. Makes it a bit harder for a team to come from the outside the top four of times. That's But yep. that's what you play it for. And personally, as a player, uh, there's two things that are great about winning a title. Winning in front of your home fans and celebrating that with everyone is fantastic. And it is almost as good as winning on somebody else's court and Ooh, making the whole place yes. shut up. Those two things are just great feelings as a player. Yep. And I don't want to take that from anybody. Of course, the Nuggets were able to get one of those, but still. <laughs> can, I, can I just dispel a little bit of myth here? Because I've been on the inside of all of this. And when I first arrived here um, to take the position with the NBL, the first thing that surprised me most of all was the fact that there was a Final Four and teams weren't playing on their home courts during finals because that's what I've grown up with in Australia. That's what I'm used to, whether it be AFL except for the grand final at MCG, but you're higher up the ladder, you play at home, um, certainly in the NBL, WNBL, all the same. And I was amazed that it wasn't in play here. You know, over the week of the final six, of course, the crowds were low Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, sold out on on Saturday. And there was a lot of people that sort of started pointing the finger at the NBL, at the league, saying, hey, you've done all this stuff right. Why can't you get the finals right? Just to dispel a little bit of a myth out there, it's actually not the league. I think the league would do it tomorrow, yesterday, in a heartbeat. It's the teams 
So, you know, when I took it to the table back in 2019 to say, hey, home finals, this is better financially, fans, reward the fans, the teams were reluctant. And the reluctance is based around venue availability and cost. That's the reluctance. It's actually not the league. It's the pure situation of venue and costs. Yeah, I was also going to ask you, and I know you work for them, so I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm going to... On one, of the things, but one of the things I thought was like, well, maybe this is a Sky thing. They're no. based in Auckland. They don't want the cost of having to take cameras no. all around the country. No, 100% no. Um, we'd be up for home finals in a heartbeat because yeah. that's how you reward the fans, right? Yeah. You want to see. I want to see another 2,500 at New Plymouth. I want to see another 4,000 in Wellington. I want to see 2,500 in Dunedin. And it makes for a better product. Of course it does. Yeah. Having those crowds go crazy, of course it it's does. better. Yeah, it is. Actually, I read an article just the other day in the spin-off. Uh, where a guy was talking about how the whole thing is about the fan. Here we go. And you've echoed that. What's yeah, the so time? It's good. 28 minutes. We're on that's the good. Taken. We're on the good. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. So anyway, I, the sky hat off now. I just, I just want to dispel that theory where not people fair. are pointing the finger at the league. It's not the league. The league, I believe, and Scott, we would do it in a heartbeat. We want home finals for the fans. But at the moment, venue availability, you know, you've got under eight badminton training that's taking up. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I, I get you. Um, the good, yes, can I lead off with the good? Yes, of sure. course, you can. Uh, 50 years of age, of course, yeah, you can. Hey, thanks, thanks very much, yeah. Justin. Uh, Sam Dempster, 32 oh, year old. How's this? how's this for a he's a veteran yes. about to make his debut for it. the for the Tall Blacks, and it's all come out of the sales NBL. One of the stories of the year, yeah, one yeah, of the stories of the year. I, I really appreciative how, how Piero and the selectors valued the NBL this season, yep. uh, and you saw a guy who never really had a sniff about it before go out and get a chance. It's great for Sam. I think he would have liked to have played better leading into the Tall Blacks uh, yeah. campaign, but well-deserved. Uh, I'm happy for him. I think he's got the right attitude for it, and uh, it's going to be a great experience. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I I just think that is fantastic. And that's exactly what the league's about, man, yep. and that's where the league's got itself yep. to, you know. Yep. So yep. Good uh, for you guys. Uh, I've got a few. Todd yep. Weathers' defense. <laughs> have a listen to you sucking up now. Man, I'm t- I mean, like, like I, Watching him play those three games, it was phenomenal. Uh, I think in particular that game against Hawks Bay, when he had three points, but just credit for six, three blocks, but he had six or seven yep. and deflections everywhere. I mean, that game single-handedly kept them down and did the same thing three times. Without him, they don't win. I don't care how good anybody else is playing. Can we just go back to bad? Held the three amount, teams under 80 points in a row. It's just a bad, the amount of players who were ripped off stats this season. <laughs> <laughs> Todd Withers, just on top, it's a, it's a great good. There's no doubt about it. Todd Withers, if you, if you haven't seen this guy play, Every time he hits the floor, he literally looks like he's 75 years of age as he picks himself up. Doesn't he? Mm. I mean, he was a few years ago, I think it was three or four years ago, he was an NBA prospect. Yeah. He signed a two way contract yeah. with the Detroit Pistons yeah. for two years because he was that. And he, his injuries have held him back from his elite athleticism. Yep. Yep. He's fighting to get through, but man, what a fight it was. Yeah, it a lot great. of heart shown. What other goods? Uh, I got Keith Williams. Well, hello. About him. hello. Hello. Yeah. yeah. Where, where'd you hear about him? Yeah. yeah. I heard yeah. about him from all the Otago Nuggets fans. <laughs> you didn't know about this Keith Williams. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks, guys. And a lot of dirty looks from some of the players. I also got blamed for something that Brooke Roscoe said on air Ooh. about half a chance that he had somewhere. But I didn't say half a chance on Otago Nuggets fans. That was, that was Brooke. There you go. So Dobby throw that to him. But. Yeah. Fantastic. Keith Williams, solid yeah, all yeah. year long, but spectacular in the finish. Yeah. Uh, crowds. I mean, yeah. you know, you've got 14,000 people across round 15. And that's not counting the free tickets. Not counting the free tickets. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Not buying that crap anymore. Um, crowd's fantastic. Uh, TV, 
I thought the TV coverage this season has uh, just gone up to a, a new level. Um, Sky's done a terrific job. I think the commentary team that we've had around it, up and down the country, yeah, and that's a lot of work. I've got to tell you, the work case, the work that goes into it is enormous with the amount of games. You know, we're going to finish four months in the next two weeks of with Tahiti still to finish off 128 games. That's a lot of games that we're commentating, we're following. You and I watch every game. If we're yep. not there, we watch it as well. Yep. So it's a lot of work. So well done to everyone involved in that. But I think for me, the biggest and best good is. You know, I'm really proud that we're seeing the vision now play out and everyone can see it, and that is competitive balance. I mean, how much has that just completely transformed this league? Yeah, massively, massively. Um, that's it's something it's been a, th- a theme all year. Yep. You know, and, and we go into that final series. And we saw it through the finals. Yep. We saw it through the finals as well. Yep. Yeah, so no, fantastic. Good, la- good work, lads. Last good one, work. last one. Uh, we oh, talked yeah. about it on the, ba- on the ugly side, mm-hmm. yeah. but also on the good side, mm-hmm. that comeback. That's why basketball is great. When uh, the two Atara yeah. come back yes. from the, uh, against right, cool. the Ayers. On the other half, yes, it's horrible that it lost for them. But Amazing. Man, that is why you watch basketball. Because yeah. anything can happen in a short amount of time. There's always enough time for something. What, what, what a job by the two Atara yeah, to come huge. back from nine down. Sport and is the greatest reality TV in the world. Yes, theater. Theater yeah. of pain. Theatre, yeah. <laughs> theatre of good things the as theater well. Theatre of dreams yep. as well. Yep. Uh, this is Hoopins, 27 away from 10. When we come back, we're heading to the States uh, for Sam Brief. We're he's back. catch up with him after he's been back. He's, he's been gone. Been but gone. he's back next. 22 away from 10. And the dead man is back. Uh, <laughs> Sam Brief out of Chicago. You got the Undertaker theme. It's been too long, my friend. How are you? Oh, you cannot keep me down for long. <laughs> Hello, everyone. So, so great to be back. Mike, uh, great, great. Yeah. Chicago great. dog, he's back. Yeah, I was sleeping for a full month. How about that? <laughs> overrated, overrated. Yeah, Sleep yeah. when you're dead, mate. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> what's, um, what, what's been the big story uh, f- uh, for you this week, mate? I mean, I know we're, we're in preseason, we're in trade season. Um, but uh, I mean, there's been a lot of stories about Ben Simmons. We've got you know stories about Ennis Cantor. What about uh, Kevin Durant? I mean, he's just Kevin... literally just telling every team who they can and can't recruit. Yeah, what's going on there, yeah, Sammy? Here's the thing: it, it's all Kevin Durant all the time. I mean, we're getting here stateside. We're getting updates about every inner thought, every action of Kevin Durant. His meetings with his owner Joe Sy who he wants to get traded, who he wants to get fired, whether he's considering retiring, which he clearly isn't, what he's tweeting, what he has saved in his drafts and his tweets. <laughs> it's at mania right now. And really, the NBA world has been in a little bit of a stand- standstill right now, just waiting to see what happens with Kevin Durant. I'm a little bit tired of it, to be honest with you. I'm just you like... Think- well, you know, people are going, oh, look, there's a trade possibility here. There'll be 746 first-round picks for Kevin. Is he worth that? I mean, seriously, what's he worth, Case? Oh, he's worth all that. Really? <laughs> Kevin he's, Durant? He's Kevin Durant? Be, if he is traded... Do you sell with, the farm? Yeah, because here's the thing. <laughs> if he's traded, he will be the best player in NBA history to be traded. Mm. Uh, not to change teams, but to be actively traded, yeah. I mean, this dude is still, you know, 33. He's been in the league 15 years, but by all indications, when he's healthy, he's still a top 
two player in the league. Yeah, he's a good player. He has four years left in his contract. So a team that trades for him has him for not just this year to try to win a title and go for it, but for four years. So you instantly become a top one, two, three contender if you get him. Where do you think he will end up? Ah, good question. That was the next one off uh, the bat. The golden question. Yeah. The golden question. So here's the thing that's very interesting is the week he requested his trade. Of course, everyone's looking at all the different teams. Early front runners seem to be Miami and Phoenix. And no one even considered the possibility that he doesn't get traded. And now it's two months later. Kyrie Irving has re-upped his deal. And he's still on the Nets, Kevin Durant. Mm. So actually the Vegas front runner right now for what team Kevin Durant's going to play for is the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> it's wild. So when you ask me what team is most likely to trade for him, indications say Celtics right now, but indications for what team does he play for next year? The Nets, Nets are a very strong possibility. Can we can we start a Sacramento Kings rumor <laughs> right here? We'll call, we'll call yeah. him Hugh Bannon. Yeah. He'll yeah. be all over. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. that would be yeah. almost Mike like Mike Brown, Kevin Durant, power duo. <laughs> that, that's punishment. And sending people to Sacramento, that's basically jail. Come on now, let's be calm. He doesn't deserve that. He's only he's only sent off a couple of off color tweets. He's okay. Yeah, yeah. You you send Kevin Durant to uh, Sacramento, and then in return you get Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough. City. Four first round picks on top of that. Oh. Uh, yeah. So I mean, he he sounds like he's, you know, effectively become like the Kanye West of the NBA. Well, he's the he's number two, he's the number one guy everybody's trying to get. But there's another player that's out there on the 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 trade block that I think is a little bit more likely to get traded. Not quite as the talented, but he is an all star level player, and that's Donovan Mitchell. What do you what do you got on Donovan Mitchell, Ooh. Sam? Where where's a where are the winds blowing for Donovan Mitchell? Because he will improve a team considerably once he's moved. Yeah, the winds are blowing towards New York. I mean that from the start has been the de facto team that everyone's expecting him to go to. And, you know, in the NBA, it's all about keeping these guys happy, right? That's what the whole Kevin Durant situation's about. I mean, Donovan Mitchell's born and raised in New York. He has still huge connections to the area. We know that the Knicks are getting more and more aggressive. They just threw a whole boatload of money at Jalen Brunson. And what a backcourt duo that could be, mm. right? We just saw that blueprint with Brunson and Luka Doncic work pretty well in Dallas. We could see that in New York with Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson. So, yeah, the winds are pushing him to the east because, hey, the moment the Jazz traded Rudy Gobert in a wild deal to Minnesota – Suddenly, Donovan Mitchell's kind of all by himself in the middle of Salt Lake City. Like, hey, can you get me back to New York? So I'm expecting him to go straight eastward on those wins. Hey, Sam, uh, Ricardo's a bit of a wounded dog this week. He's, he's still under the weather from Saturday night's uh, festivities. And, of course, we want to kick him while he's down. <laughs> Have you got anything on the Lakers for us? Yeah, let's kick. Yeah. Let's kick. I mean, here's the thing. So... The Lakers are in a very interesting situation right now because pretty much what they have done 
is not that much, right? They have, for the large part, just kind of kept the status quo. And as you guys know, the status quo ain't so good. So they're running it back with pretty much the same crew, this aging group that doesn't play that well together. So I'll say if we want to kick Ricardo, let's just say, hey, the Lakers have done nothing. and It's <laughs> just making me feel better. I, I was just going to say, did, can, we, can we rename Can we rename the LA Lakers in the, uh, the, 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 the Sacramento King James? <laughs> yeah, let's just do it. I mean, hey, here's the thing. They were not good last year, and they haven't really done anything. So you know what, Ricardo? Good luck. That's like that's like a belated fiftieth birthday <laughs> present is. right it's there, fantastic. isn't it? Hey, unwrap fantastic. that. Hey Sam, before we let you go, mate. Um, WNBA news. Yeah. If anyone's caught up with it, um, our our Aussie mate uh, Elizabeth Cambage has been in all sorts of trouble yet again. Walked out on her team, literally in uh, in the in the change rooms post game, has just said, "I can't do this anymore. See you later." And off she went. Just walked out. Yeah, now she's saying not only is it the team that she's going to step away from, but she's actually going to step away from the league. And the term she used was, I'm stepping away for the time being. Mm -hmm. So we don't really know. I mean, that's sort of indefinite. She made an Instagram post about it. She's been really critical about mental health support in the league, the travel in the league, how they are flying around on commercial flights and... Yeah, it, it, it's one of those sagas that has just hit a new chapter, and you know, and I know that there's a few more chapters left. But um, we'll, we'll keep posted on that. But meanwhile, WNBA playoffs start this week, so yeah. I'm getting ready for that as well. I think the unfortunate thing is for Australian basketball fans. I mean, Ben Simmons and Elizabeth Cambage in particular yeah. transcend the sport, but for all the negative reasons, for all the wrong reasons. So many people who don't follow basketball in Australia do follow the dislike for those two particular yeah. people, which is really sad. Well, I mean, I think it says everything that um, Nick Kyrgios is a more popular basketball figure in Australia <laughs> than Ben Simmons. <laughs> I, love, a good dude, baby. I, I love the story, uh, Nick Kyrgios. I, I, think it was, I think it was the US Open, like literally second or third round a few years ago, pulled out, said, I've got an injury, I can't play, pulls out. Two nights later, he slammed dunking on a basketball court in Canberra. <laughs> well, Canberra does strange things to you. So it I don't does, right. it, it does. That could, could be the spot. And also, you know, there's been a ton of drama with these, and now we can count uh, Liz into it as well, these draft picks, NBA, WNBA players who are from Australia, specifically from Melbourne. I mean, mm. you know, more NBA First overall draft picks. Number one city, baby. Number one city. Any city in the world. Yep. Corey Irving, Andrew Bogut, Ben Simmons, Justin Nelson. There you go. Justin Nelson. (laughs) Three out of four ain't bad. (laughs) Hey, talk about about drama queens. Kyrie Irving. I was going to say Justin Nelson. (laughs) No, he's a drama queen. No, Justin Nelson's a great guy. Come on. There we go. And on that note. And on that note, (laughs) Sam Brief, thank you very much, sir. Go back to sleep. See you, Sammy. So good to be back. We will talk soon. Let's see uh, what Kevin Durant needs for breakfast tomorrow, all right? Cheers, mate. Sounds good. It is 12 away from 10.
It's 8 away from 10 here on Hoopheads on SENZ. And, uh, gentlemen, we've wrapped the cells in BL, but yep. there is another professional basketball competition still running in New Zealand. Yeah, so Ihi round seven tips off tomorrow night. Final four next week. We'll be talking about the, that uh, this time next week. Of course, that's being played in Nelson Friday, August 26th. Grand final, the semifinals, grand final Saturday, August 27. Grand final, I can also announce, by the way, mm. will also be live on Prime. There we go. How good is that? Yeah, Fantastic. Go Round seven, uh, Thursday, Queens, Kahu tomorrow. Queens actually took down the Kahu last time. They like Queens are in a bit of form. I think they won their last four. Well. Who are you going for? I like the Queens. Down in, down in Tokamana. Queens? I'm going to go, okay. go Queens. We're going to get yeah. back into the commentary box this yes. week, by the way. Back into it. We've got a couple left. Um, I've got that one tomorrow night. Friday, Fire and Puaka. I think you've got that one, haven't you? I on do, Friday? I do yeah. have uh, the Friday, Sunday. The, the Fire and the Puaka. I think the Fire like get the it fire. at home. Yep. I, I think uh, there might be a dark horse coming down the stretch. Yeah, yeah, got yeah. I agree. team coming together. Had a little bit of practice time. I agree. Looks good for them. Yeah, Fire. Yeah, I'm on board. Yeah, Sunday. Uh, so the Fire back it up. They've got two back-to-back home games, Friday and Sunday. Sunday they take on the hoi ho and I think the five will get that I think they'll get yep. the double have a trail hoi ho tough yep. year see you later on to the next one yep, yep. Uh, and Sunday to finish off the regular season I like this matchup Kahu and the Poakai yeah I'm going to go with the Kahu there too yep. much speed yep yeah, I mean, I'm going to bow to Casey's uh, superior knowledge don't on that Don't do that, one. remember. Don't bow to his TAB. <laughs> just don't, yeah, just don't tell with it. I'm I want no you. financial uh, responsibility. I mean, the, the thing is, I mean, you know, the Kahu for so long in this competition were just unbeatable. Yeah. Um, have other teams... Other teams have closed the gap, haven't they? I mean, well, the Queen we stitched them up yeah, last yeah, exactly. game. They beat them by what twenty odd, eighteen, twenty odd. Good. Played yeah. really well. Did a great yeah. job defending. So that final series is going to be going to be anyone's. Uh, I think so as well. I think all four teams. I mean, the Queens will be there. The Kahu, the Fire, the Powaka. We don't know the matchup in the semi-finals just yet, but I, I, I think it could go any any which way. Well, we'll get. We'll we'll get case to pick it and then we'll just uh, back the opposite. <laughs> is that is that it's how this works? Funny yeah. it's true. <laughs> uh, ladder at the moment: Kahu eighteen, Queens fourteen, Powakai ten, Fire eight, Hoihor two. Final four. Don't know the final makeup. It'll be Kahu, Queens, Powakai, and Fight. Uh, Kahu will finish on top of the ladder. Now, very quickly, Alex McNaught. Yes. Sky Sport NZ Breakers. Two-year contract. How about that? that Well done. Great dude. Heck of a work effort. And uh, the the way that guy is on defense, uh, he's going to be a real value to him practice-wise. Love it. And I like the fact that the Breakers just continue. um, You know, they are. They're looking into the Cells NBL. So, well done. Thumbs up. Do you think... I mean, you know, how far do you think uh, Alex McNaught can go? I mean, if he adds a decent jump shot to his game, how, how far he's do you think he's only 19, 20? He's, uh, he's uh, 20, I think. Uh, so his work ethic is fantastic. He's still yeah. got college eligibility, even yep. signing this deal. So yep. I think his goal is to get to the States. So, so if he adds a jump shot, oh, yep. he'll, he'll be making a lot yep. of money. Workhorse, workhorse. Right. Okay, Easier we, said than done. Favorite time of the night. Here we go. Oh, yeah, twenty seconds to go. Casey's call. I got a call. Uh, I'm looking towards the NBA, and I'm going to say Kevin Durant will not be traded prior to Christmas. He's going to be a net until at least Christmas. Going to hang right. around and make everybody's life miserable. There you miserable. go, Casey. It's Except for mine, I'll get to watch hoops. Oh, well, He's got that true. smooth Jimmy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the smooth Jimmy. This is Hoopheads. We'll be back again next Wednesday from 9. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91